We just praise you and thank you for her name, for something to speak forward and believe and know that there's hope in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we just declare with all of our heart, soul, mind, and body, what a beautiful name. When there's all surrounded with us is ugly, it is the name of Jesus that beautifies circumstances, situation, because it is the name above every name that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. And we thank you for the beauty of that name, beauty of belonging. Lord, thank you for a name. Is, is, is it just to be without Christ? Is it the, this the orphan mentality of not knowing who my father is? Lord, I just thank you that we all know who our father is. We all know our name and where it lists in you, Father. And it's so beautiful to know that we belong, that we exist in you. We thank you, Father, for just fresh, fresh hunger, fresh desire, Lord God, for your will and your ways and your purpose. We thank you. We lift up loved ones. We lift up relatives. We thank you for healing in their bodies and their minds, healing in our bodies, Father. We just de declare that like that name every is above every name. And so we call things, Lord, that are coming against our body, that we thank you in the name of Jesus. You are our refuge and our strength. You're the very present help in times of trouble and in troubled times. And we just lean directly on you. I thank you for sanity in our minds. I thank you for just peace all around, Lord God, that our mind will be obedient to the Spirit of God. And when it is time to rest, that it shall stop and quit searching for things to think about. We thank you, Lord God, for peace, peace on earth. And as you said, goodwill toward man. We thank you for that. We thank you for just blessing this time. We thank you for blessing this service today, Lord, that we hand it completely over to you that we decrease, you increase. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You guys may be seated. Thank you for being here. Amen. You guys uh, grab your Bible, stand on your feet, let's pray. I'll repeat after me, pray. It is a prayer. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can be what it says I can be. And I can do what the Word says I can do. It's the living seed of God living in me, and I'll never be the same. Never, never, never will I be the same. God increase, pastor decrease. Give me ears to hear what God has to say. I'm going to walk with power, not let the loss get left. Amen. You guys may be seated. And we are extremely excited to see you guys this morning. Pray you had a, a blessed, blessed Christmas. Uh, we did. Uh, it was just uh, a good time. I feel a little bit uncomfortable not having some form of red on. I have to just admit to that. You know, I had these red shoes picked out. Thank you, Miss Pamela, for covering me. Uh, I had, and I thought, no, nah, I'm just going to go black and white. And I thought, man, I should have, you know, cut a hand or something, just some blood on. But I just, I, we were so excited. Like, um, you know, every sermon, God wanted to make sure I'm following what I'm preaching. Uh, and even as I preached last week about getting excited about Christmas, right? You know, we've lost that. You know, the, 
we don't, you know, we're so, we're so glad to just sleep. We'll sleep right through the morning if we could, you know. But as a kid, that just was unheard of. Like, you couldn't even go to sleep the night before. And so I was so excited. So I was, I was really excited this Christmas. And, and as my family even noticed that uh, I, was a little, I was better, this is probably one of my better Christmases, because I was excited to give a gift that they didn't know they were getting. So I was excited to see their faces. You know, and I think God is, as a father, God is excited to see our faces when we get up and recognize the gift that he gives us. You know what I mean? Like, he's excited. Like, I was like, we got y'all. Like, I kept telling him, we got y'all. I was saying this the night before. We got y'all. We got y'all this time. We got y'all. Um, and it helps that at Pastorita pays such great attention on how to get them and what they need to get that will get them. Uh, but I was so excited. I couldn't even hardly sleep. I was just like... I can't wait for him to get up, you know, because I want to see this. But I, I, and I say that because as we get older, we've just lost that edge, you know, maybe because we're having to pay for it, you know. <laughs> ah, let's see what we done spent, you know. But it's, it's a whole different feeling. So I, I, I'm going to do that and, and make all my Christmases go that way and, and be that way and be that enjoyable. Amen? So faith gives understanding. Uh, if you've run into a situation you've never been able to understand, you have to go and enter in by faith. There are some things you can only understand by faith. We do not have all the answers. I do not understand how all of the world works. It's just by faith. I know God makes it work. And I know that, that as, and as scientists have tried to pinpoint, well, it works because of it, and they can't. They just can't because God, it was faith in God and how it all works. When they try to put together and say, you know, the earth has been here for billions and billions of years, and then what they base that on is how the rocks are counted. And then when, when, when a disaster happened, those same types of things, the lines that they use to say millions and millions of years happen in two hours. With Mount St. Helena. So this is what you call billions? This just happened. And so at some point when we're trying to witness to people and convince them, at some point they're going to have to use their faith. Because they're never going to be able to understand. That's like uh, you were saying about John chapter 3. And 3 it says, except a man be born again, he can't even see what God is talking about. Not, this is not about the sermon. But anyway. What goes around is subject to God's turnaround, amen? All right, because that verse, used, that, that verse, that ain't even a verse. Most people just say, what goes around comes around. And basically, they're saying, you're going to get what you did, right? But what, what we went around, what we used to do when we came to God, God gave us a turnaround. He didn't make us have to pay for what we gone around doing because once we got saved, he turned us around and are and who we are in Christ, amen. So I love that when I got that, and I was like, What well, goes around turns around, right? In Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 3 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen for, for it, for by it the elders obtain a good report. Through faith, we understand, and that's where we get in our sermon for. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. And there are times, as, you know, I was reflecting, and I've done four funerals since July, and, you know, everybody asks, why, why? And I'm like, sometimes you just have to have faith and just trust that God to carry you on. 
You know, just, I, I mean, and even if I knew why, it still wouldn't stop you from hurting. You know, and so we have to stop and go, okay, God, what do I, and that's I love the song, Trust, that we do at the end, because sometimes you have to just stop and trust God. What is, what is evidence that I'm a father? What is that? What, do you, what is the evidence that I'm a father? See, they looked up. They knew. Kids. Child. What is the evidence that we know the Father? The Bible, the Bible, Jesus said, unless you come to me like a child, there's no evidence that I'm your father. All right, I thought it was good. It was Christmas. Could have had a little baby Jesus under here somewhere that, that would help my illustration. Right? And, and, and until we just trust like a child, there's, there's a struggle to believe we're being fathered by the Heavenly Father. Okay, faith is what made a dark and formless world. It is faith, right? We understand how the worlds were formed. It is by faith that we understand this, right? And it's only that way is that that brings us to the place in the universe that brings us to understanding. When life seems dark and formless, use your faith. When there's no way out, there's no, there's no way to fix it, there's no way to make it work, we use our faith and we stop and say you know what and which we should be using our faith all the time by the way <laughs> but for sure come to there like I, I gotta figure this out well you can't figure it out just let god be your figure right he, he let him do the math in your faith is what understands that grace is undeserved gift that is needed that saved mankind from death hell and grace so so we understand that and we take by grace are you saved through faith right I got something I don't deserve. As many of us who hate to owe people, that's a struggle for us. You going to give me this for free? You mean all I messed up and I ain't got to pay for it? Look, there's a song, Jairo, at some point, find this song in the worship part of where they're singing. It's, it's our group. It's the Maverick group. And then Christmas, it says, Jesus is the best part of me. I love that part. This is, look, if this comes to you without Christ, you're not getting the good stuff. You get the old macaroni. He's the best part of me. It's my best part is Christ. Man, I love it. When they, when they hit that hook on that, I have to stop running for a minute and just, that's it. Because anytime I hang out with somebody, I have to be around someone and Jesus can't be there, they not get my good parts. And there's some people you can't let your good parts out, right? Now that they're older, these kids can hug me now. Miracle, you know, went through, I don't, you know, she could have had some issues uh, growing up. Because I wouldn't let her hug me if I had my good Mickey Mouse sweatshirt on. You remember them sweatshirts, I didn't want her sneezing on me? She's like, y'all got to, because she just, you know, they were sticky and... But then she looked me in the eye one time. She just loved me. I was like, oh, she sneezed right on it. It was game over. Who's greater? But he's the best part of me. I, and I have some notes here that, that on my phone that, that, are, that are not even a part of this sermon. But you're going to get them. You're here with me. And thank you for fellowshipping. Thank you for being who you are. Uh, but it was this that, that, gosh, it was so cool. Because it's talking about disappointment robs people of the courage for the future. 
It robs you of your courage. It, it doesn't say that you're not going to be anything, right? In the, in the scriptures, I believe it's Proverbs 6 and 7 or 7 and 6. Sometimes I'm dyslexic in my memory that it says hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. And that's disappointment after disappointment. It, it makes me lose confidence. It makes me lose courage in there. Then here's this other one, though, that, that, I, that I love that yesterday can't remove you from the love of God, but it can shut you down from the awareness of God's love. I thought. Some people just not aware of how much God loves them because of the disappointment or, or, or because of what happened yesterday. It, 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 it kind of makes me not aware how much God loves me. It's not that he doesn't, but it makes me unaware because I don't know how to see it. I don't know how to, how to function. I don't know how to come in. And so we have to bring people to, it is my faith, you understand. And you can try to explain people to how to physically get to know God. Because we like, I'm, I'm one of those. I want, you to, I want you to believe so hard that you won't ever. T- I want to show you evidence that if you turn, you're going to go to hell right there on the spot. You know, like, I, that's how I, I, I like to win. My twin and I were talking about that. I like to win convincingly. I used to fight that way. And he brought up some old stuff that, like he knew if we got, if he and I got into it, that fight was all day. He, I was going to strike all day. And he, he, he remembered he had hit me and he gotten the best of me at one time, but he stuck a plate underneath his shirt. Because he knew I was going to, he knew. He knew it wasn't over. And I hit that plate. And I thought I broke my hand. And he, he was laughing about it, uh, whatever day, Friday we were talking about it. And he says, I knew dealing with you that you didn't know how to just let stuff go until you won completely. Right? And he says, because of where you are now as a, as a pastor, I know you're going to wait. You're not going to let go until it's complete. Till you, you're going to fight to the end. You'll be swinging at, and when they lay you down, taking last breath, swinging at the devil, saying, we're going to win. Right? We're not going down like this. And, and it is a part of it where God did not get rid of the stuff we had before we got saved. He wanted to redirect it. So I, I'm talking to all these, these people who are, you know, part of the feminist mo- movement are saying that masculinity is bad and they want to take all the masculinity from the men. No, you don't take it from them. You show them how to use it for God. Taking it from them doesn't make them virtuous, like we said, like a bunny rabbit. Bunny rabbit ain't virtuous. He can't do nothing but get eaten. That's all a rabbit can do. Anybody? We got rabbits run all over. I'm not afraid of them. Let a skunk come out. I cross the street. I go like, just because he can spray me. He got weapons. A rabbit, I run right, jog alongside him if I can keep up. And I, I need us to make sure we don't take our teeth out of what God has called us to do now. Because we're so busy trying not to be the old person. All right? And, and, and um, God's Jeremiah, uh, chapter 4, about the, um, the potter's wheel. Remember that? He said it, it, it got marred in the potter's hand. Well, God is representation of the potter. How did it get broken in his hands? How is that possible? God, and, and we said, oh, to God, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing for you. How am I getting broke serving you? How did I get hurt serving you? He said, but I'm still shaping 
if you'll let me still be shaping. And then it said that he made it the same pot again another. It's the same pot. He ain't going to get no new clay to make you. He ain't going to get no new stuff. That's why when you got saved, you went back still looking like you. Jesus, you're the best part of me. Right? Because he needs you to go back and be a witness. If I go back looking like something else, they're going to go, oh, now, that's why you say he couldn't, get the, he couldn't get that one. And I think people are all over the place. One, uh, Candace was telling me that when she went, um, she was there, there was a guy that went to high school with me. Says his name was Brock. I don't think he's accurate because he said it's a white guy that went to high school with you. We had one white guy in our high school. His name was Matt. And that played baseball. His name was Matt. This guy said his name was Brock. I think he made me a call. And then he said track. I never ran track due to the stature and all. <laughs> it's like you can't run over here. This is long. So we didn't do that. I was like, this dude. But then the guy told her that he loaned me some cleats that I never gave back. Now, he got memory of something I didn't do right. I ain't trusting his message. I think that's how, and I'm not calling this guy Satan, but I think that's how the devil works. To remind you or bring up something close to what you used to be, but then want to add something to it. Maybe I'll remember this person. He wasn't at high school. Our high school was dark and cinnamon. There were no white people. There was one, I'm telling you, there was one white kid. One. He was one of the toughest kids we ever met. Cool kid. But it wasn't Brock. There were no brothers named Brock. I was the only black person with a white name in the school. Tori. They had to see me first. Hebrews 11.6 says it is faith that pleases God. Actually, it says without faith, it's impossible to please God. So with faith, that's how you please God. And if you don't see things going your way, you don't see how it's working, just have faith, God, I trust you. That's faith. That's, that's uh, something that Pastor Rita was just telling us to do. Just, I trust you. I, I, I get those things from you. So uh, when we were sitting in the middle of an impossible situation, it's our faith that reminds us that God is bigger than what we are going through. Luke 137, he's the God of the impossible. God can do it. I just have to trust God. I have to trust God. I have to give my heart to God at all these things because I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm, I'm physically incapable. I'm not tall enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not good enough. But I can be prayed enough. That's the one thing I can do is pray enough. Right? When everything else, when I got limitations and everything else, I, like with Arnie, Arnie Adams, one of our favorite comedians, just as I love, he called in because he said his scale wasn't working. It was just showing an error message. He said, that's worse than showing the number. And he said, the people said, well, did you drop it? He go, yeah, I went around, and because I was carrying that scale around, which was supposed to stay on the floor, I dropped it. Because I didn't like the way I weighed in the living room, so I was taking it from room to room, trying to find a number. (laughs) It's kind of like that, right? Where the enemy is just trying to get you to move out of your position and keep you moving around instead of staying steadfast on your faith. You know what I mean? It just kind of keep you moving. Let me see if it work over here. And let me see if it work over here. Let me see. No, the scale says what it says. Move on. 
Move on. And, and so we got it. And, and this is where we got to break our family to. So belief in God who can do all things helps us understand that all things are going to work together for the good. Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good for those who love him. So just trust God. He's going to work it out for his good. As bad as it look right now, God's got a good on the end of that. And I want to get to God's good before I get to my done. Faith helps us understand that circumstances don't change our outlook on how good our God is. It just, it just doesn't in, in our life. It just, it does, it, like, like I can look out there and say, God is still good in my life because he saved me, period. Faith for me to be saved, born again. Faith reminds us that what goes around is subject to God's turnaround. Jesus came to give us understanding about his love. And this is where when people say, I just don't see how God can, can, can save me from who I am. Um, yeah, until you accept him, you won't see. You got to accept him. And God will turn you around. That's it. It's accepting Christ. Of course you can't see. Of course you think you're guilty. Of course you think you got to pay for every wrongdoing you've ever done because you haven't met the sacrifice that took it from you. So meet the sacrifice. So joy, hope, faith helps us maintain understanding while we're living in a fallen world. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38 and 39 says, Now the just shall live by faith. Love that. Love that. Just shall live by faith. And, and that's part of us who we are. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back, but unto, uh, back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Now, listen, whatever you believe God to do in your life, I don't care how big and spectacular it is. He gave it to you to believe. If you've dropped that, if you've drawn back from it, go pick that back up. Just go pick it back up. You know what I mean? Don't draw back from that. Pick that up. No, I'm believing for the best case scenario. God on my side. Not the worst case, the best case for that scenario. I'm believing for God's will to be done. And the Bible says it in the Lord's prayer, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I just recently heard some, some, a person say that that's not really how we should pray. Even though Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Like, who are we going to listen to? I'm like, sometimes they just get so deep, they just dumb. I'm not trying to talk about nobody, but that's, like, if I, that's the only prayer I knew. And that was after football games, mostly, or before the games. You did the Lord's Prayer. To tell me that's not a prayer? I just don't know where they're getting it from. We, there's bigger things to fry, so I won't stay on that. So our innocence from a life of past failures comes from putting our faith in Jesus and his power to give us his righteousness as he takes our sins away, right? Stir the sea of forgetfulness as far as the east is from the west. You can keep going east. You are not going to get west if you keep going east. Go west, you're not going to get east going west. You're going to just get west. They don't ever connect back to you. Jesus forgave you. 
of all of your sin. He forgave you. He said, you, you are a gift. Now, don't get disappointed in yourself when things don't go the way you think they should go and you get discouraged about and been, you get discouraged and lose confidence in the love of God for you. That's why we hear people say, I can't go to church. The walls will fall down. Dude, if it's standing from what I did, you good. But Satan will always accuse and speak direct truths about us. And he knows, Satan knows about your past. You're the one that needs to forget about it. You don't, I, I, I thank God I can't remember a lot of the people in my hometown. Even when they come up to me, my twin is not standing there. I literally don't remember them. He goes, oh, that's crazy. That's so-and-so. What do we do? What do you, I mean, I literally struggle with that. And I, don't, I know I got a good mind. I got sound mind. It ain't because I can't remember. It's because I don't remember. He goes, you remember, Trey. You know how to, you know, folks, you remember. Remember, remember? I was like, you can say that all you want to. I do not. Remember, that's the person that you put that thing in a tire in the, the car. With. <laughs> I really don't remember all of that. The just we have in Jesus is justification. Remember that justification uh, to us is just as if you've never sinned at all. That's how Jesus saved us. Just as if it never happened. That's why he says, look at that. What are you talking about? First John 1 John 1.9 says, if you confess your sin, God is faithful and just to forgive us. And it's not necessarily about sin. It's about understanding. When we think sin is still in us and on us and have to be paid for, we can't think about how confident we are in knowing God. In fact, it can hinder our confidence about going to heaven. That's so why I have people that come to church but not confident they're going to heaven because of they don't know how free they are. And it's, it's a tough place to be. And I'm not saying we, you know we don't preach, go live any way you want to. You know that. What I'm saying is don't let the devil keep you from living for God. Don't let him keep you from living for God. So y'all make sure we're going to spread this word out for the people that didn't show up. As a believer, it is a sign that we have lost sight in our faith if we start drawing back uh, from believing into the problems uh, around us more than moving toward the God who is within us. So I ain't to believe in my circumstances. The situation you live in doesn't have to live in you, Right? It doesn't have to live in us. It, it doesn't have to. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. This is a great one. For we walk by faith and not by. So when people say, I can't see, you ain't supposed to. All right? I can't see how God going to bring me out of this one. That's why, because you mess it up. You untie it. And God has got it set for you. I, I, I love this. This is another thing I just recently, recently heard um, about the, the formula of, of frustration comes from fabricated expectations. And when you fabricate your expectations, right, and then have some failed realities, it creates a formula for frustration, right? Because you've already, you know, <laughs> the guy who said he was talking about it, <laughs> we, we definitely, we, we Go back. These people come out. I'm, I'm gonna graduate from college, and I'm gonna have a husband. He's gonna be six six. He's gonna have a, you know all his bills paid. He's gonna have all that, and then you know some years later, 
because they came up with that fabrication from the start instead of just loving and letting God be number one. You know, they had all these plans. Not No problem with dreaming big, but some days you got to wake up too, don't you? And it was like that fabricated. And then the, the failed realities that sits around us, it's a formula for frustration. And the only way to undo all that is have faith in Christ who says that I know the thoughts I have for you, right? Thoughts are good and not evil. So you have an expected end. Not a fabricated end, but an expected end, right? Expected means true. And there's a truth in that. And I was like, God, where do I go with this message? It's eight different directions. You just do what I say. But only faith can provide vision where sight can't. Wasn't it Helen Keller that said, I'd rather to be without sight than to be without vision. The Bible says without vision, people perish. I pray to speak that over uh, young people and adults as well, but really young people to have vision so they'll quit dying in school mentally, quit dying in school emotionally, quit dying in school in their behavior because they don't have a vision further than with the school. So when the one person or one teacher or one principal that mistreats them because that's what they see, they don't have any vision to see for, past that. So it's like, let's just quit school because of what I see. No, you should have a vision beyond that. It should be greater, greater than that. John 20 and 29 was, was the old Thomas verse, right? Thomas said, I ain't going to believe until I put my finger. Look how nasty Thomas is. Until I put my fingers in his holes. I just would have got, Thomas, you know, you need to go and go to hell then, Thomas. Just go. I know it ain't right, but who? let me go dig in that hole. Yeah, I said, well, how crazy is that? I ain't going to believe it till that happens. I'm going to put my hand in his side. Where the blood ran out? Thomas, you a doctor? No. Just believe. But when he, got to God, when he got to Jesus, Jesus said, Blessed are those who believe and have. Those, that's, you're blessed when you just trust. You're not blessed because you have it. Send me some, what are these things called? Poinsettias. These ain't even the real ones, is it? I can come in here and hold this and sit there and ask God for this at the same time. It's crazy. I had to pray for a white shirt. I got one. But I can trust God for everyone in here and trust God for your life. I don't have to know all that's going on. Thank God for the blindness. <laughs> Thank God for just vision instead of sight so that I can go on. That's why sometimes we have to cut people off because we get too much of their information. I ain't going to even want to pray for you if I get too much information. If I get to see too much, I'm like, ugh. Mm. Somebody else got you. I, I can't be the one. Right? You ever just feel like, don't tell me that's too much, too much. TMI. There it is. Too much information. You just had too much TMI? I got my sister on the phone about my mom almost, uh, it, it did start. I would say it was tragic that, you know, she got on the phone with me and then three minutes into the conversation, she forgot she was talking to me. Told my dad some men were on the phone. When he got the phone, he said, hello. I said, man, it's me. She forgot she was talking to me. It was three minutes into the conversation. For a minute, it rocked me. God said, it ain't about you. Right? You got to be there for her. I go, I'm the best kid. 
if she forgot she was talking to me, them other ones don't even exist. She never gave birth to them. I'm worried about them. And we got to pray. And I'd say get verses in you. I'd say Colossians 3.16, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Get verses in you. When they call me to pray the next night after that happened, I prayed every verse I remember because I was in the car. I, I, gosh, I prayed every scripture that could come out. Like, I, I went from Genesis to the maps. So I prayed the road of Damascus on her. Scales off her eyes. Jesus, let us see that. That the kick against you, Lord. Like, my sister was like, amen. <laughs> she was like, well, you prayed her right to sleep. I, she went to sleep. Up fight with people. Know the word. It was funny. I, got, I, was, I laughed about it after I finished praying, but it sparked on something else, and it caused a reaction with my sister to go do something she needed to do. You know what I mean? So, so sometimes God was like, it wasn't about you, right? We, we needed this in there, right? 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 through 18, for our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, Worketh for us are far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. And it's not, sometimes people tie working for you with the light affliction. That's not what's working for you. What's working for you is the second half of that, the more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. It's that the, what works for you is when you glorify God during the light affliction. The light affliction don't work for you. The light affliction works against you. Right? You can have some of the smallest cuts that can bother your whole day. That's not what's working for you. What's working for you is when you glorify God. Right? You give it to him. Verse 18 says this, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. We walk by faith, not by Sight. I walk by eternity. I ain't going to be here all my days, but while I'm here, I'm going to look at the eternity of Christ, and that's his word. All right? That, that's who I'm going to look at, and that's why I have hope. That's why I still believe. That's why I still trust, because there's an eternity in me that tells me to look beyond what I'm looking at. All right? And it kind of pulls us down. So what we are looking at now has no distance compared to the eternity that's come by looking at it through faith. Our children have to know we're looking at something that they're going to be. We're not looking at their, at their uh, patterns. We're looking at their possibilities in Christ. We face earth's impossibilities with the faith in God's possibilities. Right? And it's like, like the impossibilities is come filled with things are impossible when I'm in it. That's the word itself. Most people make the positive says impossible is really saying I'm possible. But when it's I'm possible, it's going to stay impossible because I can't do anything without the God who can make it possible. Right? So impossible saying your flesh is in it. Get out. It's going to stay I'm possible. Because I'm possible, meaning that I'm in the way of what God, the possible one, needs to do. Just got that. Spotify listeners, that's fresh. That ain't written down. Not on no device. Because, again, when we get in the way, we stop God for having his way. 
And so it's impossible. Why is it impossible? Because I'm doing the possibles. Oh, I forgot where I was. Oh, faith in God's hands is what keeps us on track with God's plan. Right? Faith in God's hands is what keeps us on track with God's plan. I've lost track. God, are you still going to use me? And that was one of the things I start to just yell uh, through the phone at my mom. He's thinking, like, if, if I get pulled over by the police, I have to tell them to wait. <laughs> what you doing? I'm praying for my mom. Can you, can you hold on? I mean, I know you got me. I was probably speak. I can't argue with whatever you're about to give me a ticket for because I was not paying attention, but I got to speak. And I had to tell her, God ain't done with you. 82 ain't the number of ending. That ain't Omega. Right? And so we have to pray that way. Romans chapter 12, verse 3 says, I say, for I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. I should have read this before I said I was my mom's favorite. (laughs) But to think soberly according as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. And, you know, some people are drunk with self-thought. You know what I mean? Like, they had some shots of self-thoughts, like in the big shots. They got some, it's 195 proof of whatever they drinking about themselves, and it's wrong. Like, they is more highly, they high and drunk on themselves. Jesus said, come back down. I've given every one of you the measure of faith. You don't have to go grow your faith. You have to use your faith. So you know, if we're going out, I'm, I'm going to grow my faith. That almost like in my age saying, I'm going to grow to be seven foot one. No, use that five something for my will. But I have to be sober about what I'm thinking. Sometimes we think God owes us something. That's drunk thinking. That's not sober. Now, God says he'll honor his promises. And that's what you go. Don't go owe me. Say, God, I'm going to walk in that promise. Don't go talk, you know, (laughs) what they say, a drunk person speaks a sober mind. Like they've been waiting around to say what they're going to say. They just need to put something in them. (laughs) A situation can intoxicate you and make you say things that are not biblical. What if is the bartender to your problems when they happen? When you go around saying, what if this happened? And then when what if start pouring you that problem, then you start drinking it and not trusting God, or even worse, blaming God. So we are loading. We are loaded with all that bad timing for that sentence. But we are. We are loaded with all the faith needed in this world, which also means we have access to all the understanding needed. You don't need to go get more understanding. You got it. Right? And, and Proverbs says, all you're getting, get understanding. What is getting understanding? Uh, Pastor, we don't have more faith than I do. She may have more confidence in her faith in certain areas than I do. 
And so I can't go, you got more faith than I do. No, you don't. You just are confident in your faith in that area. And I need to get confident in my faith. We're praying for somebody that's sick. I can't sit and go, Pastor Pastor Rita has more faith in that area. Go send for her. No, no, no. If two of us are going to agree, we both need to get confident in that area. Right? Well, I don't have confidence for praying for nobody's son or daughter. Y'all, I'll go to her for that. Uh-uh. You need to catch up. Wherever you, whatever your confidence level, why are you struggling? Catch up. We need you in on this. Right? And you get your confidence. Don't go and give that to somebody else. Build your confidence up in your faith. Talk like you know what the Bible has said, or better yet, say what the Bible said, and that'll be okay. You ain't got to make up no, you ain't got to fabricate no expectations. Comprehending faith being our beginning and ending of our daily life. That's the comprehension we're going to go with. All right? Amen. Amen. You guys bow your heads. Man, we're going to beat a bunch of people. You get your juice. Keep moving. We're going to be excited. As your heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Father, we just pray for, and I'm going to say, start off, and you think about loved ones just struggling that you want them to comprehend the greatness of God in their life. Just speak that over them right now. You know, you see, you see their heads flashing in there right now. Just speak. God, give them confidence. They've lost confidence in you. They, they think they're not going to make it. They think that the whole world is against them. Father, I pray, give them confidence. Give them confidence. Let them use the faith that they have. To know that they know that they've got a future and a hope and it is bright. And Lord, that they get beyond the disappointments that has been completely after their confidence. We thank you for them rising up and just being declaring that I know God has got a plan for me. I know that Philippians 1, 6, if he begun this good work in me, he's going to complete it. I know I'm not an accident. I know I'm not something that just, uh, just, uh, just flew out of the sky. No, I, I'm here for a purpose. And I thank you, Lord God, that you're going to give them understanding by their faith. That prayer that they prayed years ago, that time that they sought you years ago, it's, it's going to resurface right now in the name of Jesus because we believe they're going to be pointed to them and they begin to pick their heads up, Lord, because we understand that disappointment doesn't take them out of the kingdom. It just keeps them from being confident about the kingdom. Lord, I pray for the confidence to come back stronger than ever before. Refresh their hunger for you. Refresh their hunger to be in the very presence of God in their life as is. Lord, it will help us as well to stay refreshed, to stay focused, to stay hungry for the will of God and the purpose of God. And even not just on our behalf, but for all of those around us that, Lord, is my faith that we're going to bring forth and give us understanding. We believe it is so, Lord. We believe it is done. And, Lord, I grasp not by what I can see, but the vision you've given me that I hold true. To that truth that my God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think in Jesus name. Amen. 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 And we, we love you guys. Thank you for being here. But but let's go apply it now because it's one thing to hear it. It's another thing to live it. Right. Don't build your don't build your house on the sand. All right. Be some rock builders. Throw some rocks. Amen. We love you. Grab some juice on the way out, and we're beating everybody out. Let's go.